Previously on Quest Friends. What kind of gifts does, does one normally give to the queen here? Well, she likes any sort of oddity and excitement, so I've been working really hard on this for her. Ah, I have a thing. Jesse told me you gave her all your gear without a fight. Without a fight is not exactly... I wouldn't say without a fight. And, and she pulls up that, like, diagram of the sewage, you know, that said take the best, burn the rest. It sounds like the garbage they're taking out are all the fancy gifts people come here to give the queen. Oh no. Now you all met Everett. He's abrasive, but very talented. Are you going to help us? Ugh, can I get one of the hats? This is the worst thing that has happened to us since we've come to this city. Agreed. just mopped the floor with one Gendarmi soldier who is now flown to the heavens above. One soldier has gotten away and Fancy Tom is lying down in the water while Everett is just kind of planted on the deck. I pulled Fancy Tom out of the water. Okay. I'm gonna make sure Fancy Tom isn't drowning at least. So you pull Fancy Tom out of the water. Does everyone else get out of the water? As Hop pulls Everett out, he's gonna put him up on like dry solid ground and then he's gonna ask, are you okay? My mortal flesh still resides, but my soul has left this plane for my- So I was gonna say, okay, good. And then push him back a little bit like, what are you doing, man? Why did you yell that? We were doing it. It was a love I saw for so short. What? But now it is gone forever. What? Crashed into the deep water. The hats? Misha is going to interject and say, uh, should we be concerned of looking the soul of this Everett person? Is it still in the water? Uh, I did not know human souls could uh, escape. No, no, he's he's just being dramatic. Oh, I, I wasn't sure if there was some human defense mechanism that I wasn't aware of. Alas, all is lost. All is lost. Kid, you saw how I threw through the soldier? Over the... Misha Jarvis. Map, yes? Could you scan this string, please? Oh, oh, all right. I, I do that. I'm assuming it's Numenera, because he did things with it. I, I scan I scan the string, but I roll a two, so I don't know how... Um, uh, you can tell. It's a string. Nothing. <laughs> Someone else might want to investigate it. I'll investigate after we're safely in the sewers. But thank you, Misha. All the same. Alright, Everett is just sitting there catatonic staring into the watery abyss below. Can we leave him? Don't we can't no. leave him because he will lead others to us as well. And Mob would likely be angry if we let him come to serious harm. And I am still not quite sure that this man is entirely unharmed. <laughs> he seems <laughs> We should enter the sewers quickly before more their forces arrive. Yeah, let's go. Uh, Hopper's gonna drag Everett to his feet somewhat gently in the middle. He's not happy with him, but he's not gonna rough him up anymore. He's gonna reach into the abyss below and say, my love, I'm sorry, but my heart must go on. Oh my god, I will buy you a hat. <laughs> really? You just shut up about it, yes. <laughs> Yay. Alright, so you're all going into the sewers? <laughs> yes. Great. How much money do I have? <laughs> Alright. Alright. Jacques, let me- you have some more time to examine the string. It is an artifact, which means you all get an experience for finding an artifact. Woohoo! Oh, 
what it essentially is is it is the uh, string of binding. You basically roll it at someone, and you can bind together any two limbs of theirs. You can bind together their arms, which prevents them from using their arms. You could bind together an arm and a leg. What makes this special, though, is that the string will keep extending. You have to hold on to it to be effective, but let's say I bound together your arms, right? On your next turn, you can extend the string so it can bind together either two more body parts of the same person or it can bind together two body parts of a different individual. Oh, that's fun. That is OP. The one downside to this is the way it loses strength is with a d10 roll is how it breaks. And for each new person you add, every turn you have to add a 1d10. So if you bind together one person, it's a 1d10. And if you roll a 1, then it breaks. If you bind together two people, then it's a 1d10 and a 1 or 2 will cause it to break, Mm, uh, etc, etc, etc. Does it change if you combine more limbs of the same person? Yeah, more limbs counts as another person. Okay, that's nifty. But that's what you got. That's your gift. Uh, Write it down because that wasn't in my notes. I just made it up right now. Yep. (laughs) I've written it all down. It's mine. (laughs) All right. Almost the second you enter the sewer pipe, you're hit with a wall of stuff. Smells, fog, wind. It's all so putrid. The air feels like moving through water. And if it were not for Ellie's candles, it'd be a hell of a lot darker than it's supposed to be. Luckily, you don't have to walk too long before you see an opening below you that almost seems to be sucking you downward. There's a hook affixed to a pipe right above this hole. And the smell is just from this hole is just emanating up towards you. We probably have to go down there. It's not my first time wading through fecal matter. Uh, God damn it, why are there more poop jokes? (laughs) We just solved this last episode, Tom. Uh, Hopper will just give Jacques a look (laughs) at that. He doesn't feel like prodding right now. I'm just happy that I don't have to do this in my normal clothes. Right. Hopper's in his normal clothes. Damn it. Misha is going to jump inside. I don't see exactly what the problem is. All right, Misha jumps down a pit. God! I'll resolve that. Does anyone else want to do anything first? Hopper will jump at Misha just suddenly leaping down into this pit. But Misha's actively falling now, yeah, right? Yeah, Misha is now falling down a tunnel. Can we see the bottom? Can we see them fall? Oh, no, it's it's a f- it's really dark. They're in, like, uh, probably okay, three feet and then gone. I should have checked that before doing that. It's about two seconds worth of falling. Two, three. And then Misha, eventually, you find your descent cushioned by what can best be described as a ball pit, but even more moldy. Ugh, gross. It goes up to about your waist, or at least in Ellie's case, what would be Ellie's shoulders. There's not a lot of light to spare, but you can tell that you're in a pit about 200 feet in diameter with a stone dome that stretches above you. When you first enter this ball pit of garbage, you see a small funnel in the center of the roof open up and a handful of brightly colored packages fall down and down and down into the sea of junk. Misha's Misha's in the pit. What's everyone else going to do? <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I, just, I had to. I imagine we just sort of stand around like the people in the Leroy Jenkins video. Oh my god, he just ran in there. <laughs> uh, Hop's going to yell, Misha, you okay? Yes, I am certainly fine. I do not see what the uh, hesitation from you humans were. Well, we didn't know... <laughs> We didn't know where the bottom was. The bottom is... Normally um, we don't just go jumping into things. It seems a little soft and um, probably not very sanitary, but other than that, it doesn't seem to be too deep. I can grab onto you if you don't want to fall on it. Ellie's going to cannonball. Uh, is going to extend their arms to try and catch <laughs> Ellie. All right, roll no. to see if you catch Ellie. No! I had a 13. Yeah, you catch her. And she, like, like a cannonball... <laughs> 
just pushes you underneath the water, underneath like this ball pit. So now you're just kind of swimming in literal garbage. You are swimming in literal garbage. Ellie looks over and is like, why? Why were you? Don't catch me. Remember, you're under garbage right now. So it's my war. I did not know if if the hesitation from jumping was the uh, hurting from the fall, so I wanted to prevent that. Apparently, I did not think this through enough. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you were going to catch anyone, catch one of the fragile ones. You're one of the, uh, well, burn. I, I seem to believe that you are the smallest one in the group, so that's why I thought you might be one of the most propense ones to get hurt. I uh, I appreciate the effort, but I am a literal cannonball. <laughs> well, Shock can just far step down, which he will do. All right, Hop, what are you going to do? Hop will make eye contact with Everett, say, kid, this is for your own good, and then push him down the hole himself. Uh, you hear a long scream. You hear, oh! Uh, Hopper will yell, you're fine, before jumping in himself, holding his hat for flair. Treddy drops down with you, and you hear a long beep of excitement as it, like, takes off its hovering capabilities and just lets itself fall down. Alright, so you're all down there, and uh, as you're all down, you're able to take a little bit more of a look. You notice that this pit should be pitch black, but there is lighting in it. This lighting is coming from a handful of glowing lights that are floating aimlessly over the Sea of Numenera. Upon closer inspection, you can see these semi-translucent, pasty white orbs occasionally extend thin lines from the center of their bodies. These lines extend down into the sea and completely envelop specific items, pulling these items back up into the main squishy bodies of these white orbs, which then leave through the hole you just fell down. Uh, And I'm going to call these in the future, I'm going to refer to these as blubberbots. So you see these glowing blubber bots, uh, and in addition, you see five different things, all in very separate parts of the pit. The first thing you see is the end of a purple scarf pulling itself out of the grime and almost like waving towards the party when you look at it. You hear buzzing punctuated by small whips and pings of buzzer discs clattering against other objects and falling to the ground. You see a glint of light reflecting from a blubber bot that seems to be the reflection from a long, thin glass. You see just a big old Santa sack of shit, which is clearly Jesse's uh, bag. (laughs) And then finally, suspended in midair like a grisly specter, you see the hag clothing of Ellie Badge. <laughs> Misha is going to run towards their scarf. I'm assuming we're all splitting up. Yeah. yeah, I'm guessing I'm going to go get my staff and hopefully all of my other gear. Yes, same. Alright, so Jacques goes towards the staff, Misha goes towards the scarf. Uh, Ellie and Hop, what do you do? Going for my buzzer discs, clothes, and then after that I'm going to go for Jesse's stuff. And then uh, what do you have Everett and Shreddy do? Do they follow you or is Treddy just sitting there trying to console Everett as he screams? Uh, I'm not paying much attention to Everett. I mean, I made sure he was okay. Oh, good. Jacques will ask Everett to look for uh, the miscellaneous gear that wasn't immediately spotted. Like my so chair. Say. I want my chair back. I want to have Treddy go for Jesse's bag. Okay. And you tell Treddy to go for Jesse's bag and you hear like a beeping... Uh, so just assume that anything I don't describe right now, Everett found. 
Okay. So let me describe what each of you get. Misha, you reach over your scarf and you pull out your scarf. Actually, roll me a 1d6. Okay, let me go get my... Okay, hang on. <laughs> okay, give me one second. Everyone have a d6, because you're all going to roll one. It's time oh, for gifts okay. from me. Uh, here we go. Two. Okay, so this is what you see. You see your scarf, which is wrapped around Jock's robes. Mm. You also see a blade that looks like it should be hidden under clothing that pops out. Oh. So you have your scarf... Jacques' robes and Hop's arm blade. Right. You also get a random cipher, which I'm not going to explain this ability because the way ciphers work is you just kind of bullshit what you think it might do. Okay, what the fuck do I get? You get a fork, but it has really bad scorch marks on the end of it. Mm, okay. Someone shoved it into an outlet. <laughs> It's just a normal dingle hopper. Maybe it's a dingle hopper. Uh, I love it. All right, hop, roll me a d6. A one. So you find your buzzer disc. Okay. You also see Misha's clothing. Oh, okay. And a bat with nails hammered into it. My bat! Okie doke. You also get your random cipher is a long metallic rod. And when sparked with electricity, an orb appears at the end and maintains a grip on anything within it. There's a joint that seems to suggest it was previously connected to a shoulder as a prosthetic. I got a four. All right. So, uh, Jacques... You get your glass staff. You also get Misha's knife. You also get a large metal chair. Uh, And your random cipher is, this one's a bit hard to describe, but it's a beanie like you wear on your head with two long ropes dangling down from it. Oh, cute. This beanie is currently attached to a large piece of machinery. It seems hell-bent to knot these strings around that piece of machinery, but the machinery is too large. So you're able to disconnect it from the machinery, but it seems like this beanie really wanted to just kind of wrap itself around it. Sure. All right, Ellie, give me a roll. Ooh, I like this one a lot. So Ellie, you find that your clothing... Your clothing was hanging on Hop's shield. In addition, you see a small plastic bag that inside of it has a small hamster doll that just reads, in all caps, IT CONSUMES. Do you yell anything when you uh, find your gear? Shock will let people know that he found other people's stuff. Same. Could, could we do the thing where we all yell at the same time? I found your stuff! Your <laughs> <laughs> stuff, yes, yes. At the same time. I love it. You yell it and it echoes through the space. And I am going to do two GM intrusions. And so I'm just going to give one experience point to everybody. So the first one is, Ellie, as you grab your stuff, you feel something tugging at your hat. And you see one of these blubber bots trying to pull your hat off your head. Hell no. (laughs) You do not touch my hat. I want to... Think quick. All right, it's I want to stab it. All right, and by this point, the hat is already sinking up because it took you a while to respond. No! All right, give me a roll to try to stab this thing and get your hat back. Okay, I want to stab with one hand and hold on to the hat with the other, though. Okay, you're trying You're trying to reach the hat and stab it. Six. You swing at this thing, and it starts to gurgle like an alarm. It's like, <laughs> And it's clearly agitated, but by this point, your hat has completely consumed back up into it. No! That's GM Intrusion 1. GM Intrusion 2 is for everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
Ooh. As you're rummaging through your gear, you all feel your feet suddenly move a few inches, as the loud clanging of a series of massive cogs starting up reverberates throughout the space. Oh, yo! Crash compactor! After a short beat, wherein you're able to regain your footing, you start moving again, as the sea pushes you with an increasing determination in a counterclockwise fashion. At the same moment, a small hole illuminating with harsh light opens up in the center of this impromptu whirlpool, growing steadily to about 15 feet in diameter. If it wasn't already, the meaning of take the best, burn the rest's latter half is now crystal clear. It's time to roll initiative, baby! So you've got this whirlpool trying to suck you in to this bright light hole in the center. You also have three of these blubber bots who have now been agitated by Ellie. So everyone, give me what your roll is. 10, 16, 5, 11. Uh, And you've got three agitated blubber bots. Ellie, what do you do? Well, Ellie's solely focused on her hat and the blower bot that has it. Is it, like, high up in the air? Uh, no, it's a couple of feet. You could easily hit it. Okay. Well, I, mostly I just want to grab my hat, honestly. Can I grab it and <laughs> try to hit it? Uh, you can either try to slash it out or you can uh, try to yank it out. I want to try to, like, claw it out. Okay, yeah, give me a roll for that. Okay. 15. Okay. Yeah, you hit this bot, which does another in major distress, but you cut out a uh, a hole and your hat falls down into the ground below. I put it on. Okay. Yeah. Well, no. No, that's another what? action. The hat is, is now not, in the garbage. That is not the hat is an in the action. Gar- no, that's another action. Putting a hat on a head is an action. That's clearly an action. I don't know. I don't know. This feels... This feels contrived. Okay, fine. The hat falls on your head. (laughs) Thank you. And this bot flutters to the ground and like kind of seeps down. Like this thing is dead. But two more of its friends notice you. One of which you can see has these two silver nunchucks inside of its body. And from the end of one of those nunchucks, a laser shoots out like a laser pointer. So I want you to roll speed defense. So a red light laser shoots from this bot and it misses you. And as it does, you see the other nunchuck, the one that's not a laser, start to rotate inside this thing's body. And as it does, the ground beneath you moves in kind and tries to flip you over. Uh, And actually, no, it it throws you into the air. And you see the second, because there are only two of these bots, come straight at you. And I need you to roll defense against this one. They've got Wii remotes. I wanna... I wanna spend a point of... Effort. 19. So what's your major effect here? <gasps> okay, um, can I try to come down, like, on top of <laughs> the nunchuck one? This nunchuck throws Ellie into the air, and as she does, she sees another white tendril from a second bot fling past her, and as it does, she hears the sharp ringing of bees. She hears a horrible bzzz oh, damn. sound as this tendril whizzes past her. Bees? And comes back into a second bot, which you can now see just has a fuck ton of bees inside of it. But Ellie is able to fly off, and uh, she is now flat on top of the silver nunchuck bot, or as I like to call it, the silver bot. That's a blubber bot's turn, so now it's Hop's turn. Uh, you've got this whirlpool, and you've got Ellie being ganked. What are you going to do? Okay, so this whirlpool just started out of nowhere, yeah? Yeah. Can I do a perception check to see if there's some kind of controlling mechanism? Yeah. 
two. Does that work? Yeah, there's probably something. But Hopper cannot see what it is. That's fine. Okay. I mean, for all you know, it could be it could be like in another city. All right, cool. And just to clarify, we have not switched our equipment yet, so none of us actually has our own equipment. We have other people's. Yep. Okay. I have a buzzer gun, and I've got Misha's bat and robes. Um. Okay. How big is the hole that we are being sucked into? About 15 feet in diameter, but it seems to be growing. The walls aren't closing in, right? That's not a thing that's also happening? Nope, it's just, it's a whirlpool that's pulling you in. Well, I got nothing, but Ellie's being janked over there, so... I don't want to shoot the bee bot, because I feel like if I shot it, it would just explode into bees. <laughs> and that feels like that would only complicate our situation. Not the bees. Not the bees! I'm going to... Actually, okay, so I'm going to try out my cypher just to see what it does. Because it's a long metallic wrap, and the orb at the end, you said sparks, but it looks like it was a shoulder prosthetic. Yeah. Well... I had gotten the impression when I saw it that maybe it was like one of those grabby things with the T-Rex head on the end that you can use to like claw grab something. So I would actually really like to try to claw grab the B-Bot, depending on how high it is, and then throw it into the hole just to see what happens. Like maybe flames come up and it's incinerated. Either way, it gets rid of the B-Bot and we know more about our situation. You run over to the B-Bot. I'm going to say you're able to like swim through the muck to get to it, just to yeah. save simplicity. As a flavor thing, I have tied Misha's robes around my waist like a cardigan <laughs> so that I can still hold them and have tucked her bat, hit their bat into um, the tie. All right, I'm going to say the cypher lets you grab it, okay. but you're going to have to throw it. All right, here we go. 13. Hey, you throw this thing. Into the, the, like, burning area, right? Hole. And you yeah. Just, yeah, into the yeah, hole. into the hole. The cypher accidentally goes along with it, because it's got to break anyway. <laughs> All right. And you hear the cypher clang down a little bit. And then after a moment, the bebop flies back up, because again, it flies, Hallie. It can fly. <laughs> well, I thought maybe it would disorient it, like... <laughs> All right, Misha, what are you going to do? I want to test... Okay, First, I want Misha to, like, grab their scarf and tie all of the items around their scarf, like, on their waist so that okay. they're secure. You have Batman's utility belt, except Basically. it just has a dagger and some clothes. <laughs> I do want to test to see what the cipher does. I don't know if it will work, but maybe it's a ranged weapon, so I want to, to aim it at one of the robots. And do my best for you to shoot a thing or something. Which are you shooting at? The B one. Uh, yeah, give me a roll to see if this successfully shoots. Uh, well, I have five, uh, so uh, probably not. It sparks with energy, and a great beam of uh, fire oh! looks like it's going to shoot out. I knew it. And then the tip just blows up in your hands, and it falls to the ground. <laughs> it's fine. Oops. <laughs> Jacques, it's your turn. Uh... I'm curious, would I be able to use some of my intelligent interface abilities to reach my mind out to the machine that's controlling the whirlpool and, and like, at the very least, detect where it's being controlled from or or by what? Yeah, give me a roll to see if you can do that. All right, let's spend two levels of effort so that it'll be one step easier than normal. And an experience to re-roll that three. All right, what lets you re-roll it? What in, like, universe gives Jacques that second wind? Shock ignores everything about the battle going on around him. He has faith that his friends will be able to defeat the Blubberbots, and he simply kneels down in the trash, 
uh, amidst all the chaos, closes his eyes and attempts to calm himself and focus only on the signals. And he devotes great time and effort to this, so that even if even if he does not immediately make contact, he just continues processing, trying to find where that signal is coming from. I got a 10 on my second roll. You know the sounds that, uh... God, this is gonna date us for some people here, but you know the sounds that dial-up internet used to make? Yeah. yeah. Where it's like... That's what you hear. It's like calling a fax machine. It's not some sort of intelligent life. Of course. It's not an intelligent machine, but you can tell that uh, the hole, it is somewhere far, like, a hundred feet down beneath that hole. Okay. All right, now that we're at the beginning of the turn, I need everyone to roll might defense. All right. As the whirlpool tries to push you closer to the center. 14. I got 12. 17. All right, you all resist being pushed in further as the whirlpool tries to take you off your feet, but you can tell it's getting stronger and it's going to be a bit harder to avoid next time. I mean, I'm still in the air. All right, Ellie, what are you going to do? Oh, that's true. Ellie didn't have to roll. Whatever. (laughs) Wasted a 17, Kyle. I'm sorry, Tom. God. So can I tell what these things are made of? Are they like just gelatinous things? Yeah, they're just like, they're flubber. So if I stuck my hand in it, what to you try to do? get the nunchucks. Yeah, you can try to pull the nunchuck out of it. Okay, I want to try that. Okay. I would like to use my claw. To dig in a little deeper? Yeah, to dig in deeper. So you're basically tearing open this thing's chest and reaching in for its heart. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Oh God, okay, roll. Okay, heavy weapon. Two! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, this thing is like, um, it actually turns over and you see it shoot its laser at your claw for a second as it just grabs your claw, which is an inanimate object, and throws it backwards, preventing you from hitting it. And seeing that, actually, it is going to... What's it going to do? Because now it is the Blubberbot's turn. It is going to shoot an arrow above you at the ceiling. And you hear a rumbling from the ceiling above you. And I need you to roll speed defense as this thing tries to drop basically a giant chunk of metal on your head. Three. You take six points of damage um, before Mm. armor. Oh no. Just reduced to what? Two Two damage. damage. (laughs) But this also has the additional effect of pushing the blubber bot and you into the water. So it seemed to have taken a little bit of damage too. Okay. The bee bot, meanwhile, is very interested by Misha and the sparks that they shot out. Oh. So Misha, I want you to roll speed defense as a mass of uh, like bees in jello try to consume you. 15. You can feel the bees right at your face trying to sting you. Wow. But how do you end up dodging? How do you end up dodging the bee bot? Mmm. Mmm. Hmm. Can I just like turn around gracefully and like hit them with my scarf as I'm turning around since it's so long? Be like. No, yeah, you, 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 like a badass, you just whip it away with your scarf. I say turn around. Okay, cool. Hop. What are you going to do? Um, there are two perception checks I would like to make. The hole is is 15 feet. It's not growing bigger, It is, is growing it? bigger. It's about 20 feet now. It is growing bigger? All right, well, then that plans out. I'm just making <laughs> one um, perception check then. Um, where we fell in from the hole, um, I want to do a perception check to see if there isn't another way back up that we just missed because we haven't been looking for it. Seven. You see a handful of other holes. Just other holes. You don't see any specific pathway, but you see a couple of holes that are closer to the ground. Hmm. Okay. 
Okay, uh, my next action is going to be yelling to Jacques. So I'm going to suggest, Hey Jacques, do you think if we used your string with one of my buzzer discs, that would be strong enough to be a rope we could climb out on? Jacques will shrug. <laughs> he does not know how strong this string is. <laughs> All right. But he's willing to try it. All right, so Hop is going to just start making his way over to where we are, to, one, to whatever the lowest hole okay. is. Okay, yeah, you're pushing your way through it pretty successfully. Yeah, just to get there. Check it out. All right, Misha, it's your turn. Uh, mm. Where's Everett? Oh, yeah. Everett is really struggling, uh, but Treddy is helping him get up. So okay. they're they're kind of working. Oh. They're working together unless addressed by you guys. Because I forgot about... <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Treddy can float, right? Yeah. Yeah, Treddy can. How much weight can Treddy <laughs> carry? I'd say about two people. All right. All right. That's an option. Can I try to also try and do a perception check to see if there's a way to shut this moving thing down? Okay, I rolled the one, so it's probably not going to. Um... Uh, you think? You think if you threw uh, like a human in there, it would kind of like jam it up, like you know, sometimes throwing things in gears. <laughs> you think if you just threw yourself in there, it would jam it up? You know, I think that, but I, I'm not. Um, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yes. Misha does not oh, yeah, trust. You know very much that it would kill you. Uh, yeah, no, I, I won't, won't do that. Is Ellie still floating? Ellie is now is now like underneath. Oh. Because she was pushed down. Okay. So you can probably see like the top of her hat poking out, but that's it. Probably better to save Ellie than anything else. Yes, I want to I want to grab Ellie and yeah. take her out of there. Yeah, give me a roll to pick Ellie up underneath all this garbage of strength. I rolled a three. You run <laughs> over to uh, grab to grab Ellie and you reach in. And you pull out a homemade macaroni drawing oh, that says, no. I love you. Uh, that says, <laughs> no. yeah, a homemade macaroni drawing that says, love, Barry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but nothing else. Barry. Okay, Jacques, I'm going to count this as a GM intrusion since it's mid-combat. So who do you want to give your experience point to? I want to give my experience point to Ellie because Ellie has, has done some good stuff fighting the Blubberbots. So something happens before your turn starts. Jacques, your mind is filled as your sense of sound is overwhelmed by the horrendous pained roar of a mighty beast and your eyes are fogged by black shards that rise out of the sea and swirl through the air. For a moment, your entire view becomes overcast with fog, with the exception of a large fin thrashing through the Numenera, which you can see with clear focus. This fin, in fact, lets out another great roar as the upper half of a Z-Drake emerges from the sea, frantically clawing its way skyward. The beast continues to roar, screaming for help, maybe? As its white skin becomes increasingly matted with large splotches of scurrying black. The beast continues to thrash and plead, and for the first time, it turns over to you, staring deep into your soul. And for a moment, you hear a weak voice ask, Please? Friend?
Well, 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 look who's here at our announcement break. That's right, it's you and it's me, Kyle, your GM. Announcements are going to be pretty quick today because I am sick as shit. So our intro and outro songs are Friends and Hitoshio, both by Miracle of Sound. Your call to action this week is to check out Mandy Robertson. Mandy is the person who made our icon art. She's a really kind person and a really amazing artist. You can check her out on Twitter or on Patreon under Mighty Meller, or you can check out a free webcomic called Hashtag Waffle Fry. That's the words hashtag and wafflefry.com. I'll also have a link to it below. So this episode was a week behind my usual schedule, and normally I would just double up and uh, have another episode next week, but because of the aforemented being sick as shit, and with holiday stuff going on with Easter coming up, I'm just going to release the next episode two weeks from now. And then either at some point I'll double up or I'll be a week late again. And that's how we'll get back on the usual Monday release date. But all you have to know is that our current episode is still playing. And our next episode will be playing on Monday, April 2nd. See you then. Is this real? Do other people see this too? Uh, you don't know. All you see is that all of a sudden the trash has now turned into turned into black shards, which are now flying through the air. Uh, and then everything else I described. So you're kind of like now just consumed by shit, but it's all black shards. Then I guess Shock will spend this turn trying to wade over to the, the drake and, and help it out of the water. He's absolutely terrified of this thing, but maybe he can try to get it up out of the garbage. How do you try to get it out of the garbage? Uh, he wants to slowly approach it and like pull its wings free of the shards. Okay, yeah, give me a roll, a might roll to try to pull out its wings. An 18. You reach to grab its wings and your hands go through them. Yeah, that's what I thought. You try to reach, you try to grab, but it just doesn't work. Not now, not now, not now. Okay, now it's Ellie's turn. And Ellie, I want to point out what everyone else saw there. What everyone else saw was Jacques turn over and start walking himself pretty close to the center of the hole. damn it, suck. No. And then start reaching through the garbage. All right, Ellie, it's your turn. <sighs> Fine. Ellie claws her way to the top of the trash. I don't know if that's like... That's fine. You'll, you yeah. just do that. Okay. Can I go and kind of stand between Shock and the pit Ugh. in case... Or the whirlpool in case he gets closer? So you're just trying to like push him in case he starts moving forward? Yeah, because I feel like he's having some kind of episode that I probably shouldn't interrupt. But I also don't want him to walk into the whirlpool. And right. like, he's kind of a sweet babby cinnamon roll. I don't want him to die. I I'm going to treat this as prepping in action. So essentially, if Jacques tries to move past you, you will block him. Yeah. Uh, the blubber bot gets out of the trash. Actually, give me a second. Oh no. You see metal start to shoot through the air uh, as this blubber bot is trying to clamor out of the garbage, but is struggling as it's getting pulled deeper and deeper. B-Bot, however, is still very interested in Misha and is going to take another God. swing at them. Damn it. A 13. Jesus Christ, I should have made these things tougher. How do you dodge <laughs> B-Bot again? <laughs> 
How do you dunk on this thing? I want to use my scarf again. Shoo! And then, and then after I do that, I will wish it to say, I miss you, buddy, to the scarf. <laughs> okay, and one more thing I forgot to do, because we're at the top of the, top of the round again. So... Everyone roll might defense to not get sucked in. <laughs> I rolled a 12. Uh, 15. 16. 11. So all of you don't get pushed in. Okay. Ooh. Oh, except for Ellie, who finds herself pushed back and is now an inch from the end mm. and is actually struggling to maintain her balance. Ellie, roll me. Roll me balance. 18. Oh, good. Ellie plants her feet straight. But if you get pushed anymore, you are going into the hole. <laughs> you approached the hole. All right, Hop, your turn. All right. Uh, so now Ellie and Shock are both precariously close to the to the to this circle, right? Yep. They both just walk to the edge of the pit. God. Ellie to turn her back to it, and Shock to start digging through garbage. Well, Hopper's he's he's gonna go in there, try to get him. Can I just go up to Shock and then ask for the string? Because I want to try attaching it to a buzzer disc and then shooting that at the wall and then using that to pull ourselves back up. Yeah. What I'm going to need you to do, though, is how are you trying to communicate with Jacques? Well, I can see, well, I'm yelling at him first, not like, hey, Jacques! Like, I'm just, like, trying to get his attention. Like, I'm waiting towards him, and I'm trying to snap him out of whatever trance he's clearly in. What are you yelling? Just, hey, Jacques. Hey, Jacques! Give me a roll to see, uh, see how that works. Five. Five. <laughs> Jacques. You hear nothing beyond the screeching wailing of the wind and the screaming of this uh, Z-Drake. I'm actively going towards him, though. Yeah, but remember what happened last vision? He, everyone disappeared. Oh, yeah. He, all right, that's fair. Uh, well, I'm still going towards him. Okay. Uh, if I reach him, I would, like, touch his shoulder and try to gently shake him, but I don't know if I reach him this turn. I'm going to say you reach him, and that's that's what you're doing, but it's still not working. All right, Misha, what are you going to do? Well, first I want to try and use my psychic link with Sock to try to see if that can work any better. Don't walk any further. Stand where you are. Whatever you're seeing is not, it's not real. Give me a roll and this is going to be considerably easier since you're using your psychic link. Roll the four. <laughs> no, this is fine. Uh, this is fine. Uh, <laughs> no, don't worry. It's fine. Yeah. Everything is going to be fine. Jacques, what happens to you is the sounds kind of disappear for a second and are just replaced with this static buzz. But beyond that, you don't get anything. So do I get any other, like, was that my full action or can I do another? I'm going to say since you didn't walk towards him, you can also make some, mo you can also move as well. All right. I want to try how far away am, am, am I from him? And I know my scarf is large. I don't know how large is it because I want to eventually tie sock or like, Try to wrap the scarf around sock so that <laughs> he's not, if he walks back, tries to walk forward. Uh, I like restrain him with it. You can probably get up next to a uh, hop. Okay. Uh, you can't do anything more, but you're all now just together. We're all running right into the whirlpool. <laughs> Jesus fuck people. Count yourselves lucky that this is a podcast because this next action might kill you all. All right, Jock, what are you going to do? So Shock takes a deep breath and says, it's not. It's not real. None of it's real. It's not real. None of it's real. Focus on the signal. 
uh, and he's going to do what he was originally going to do anyway, which is cast Charm Machine on the Whirlpool. This is an ability related to his focus, talks to machines, that convinces a non-intelligent machine to like him. Essentially, this means that there is a 50% chance that if that machine would take an action that would harm us, uh, it just won't do anything. Yeah, give me a roll to see if you can charm it. All right, we are going to spend two levels of efforts. Do I get to re-roll with XP after I know the result of the roll, or do I have to- Yeah, that's how that's how re-rolling works. Unless it's a one. So I got an eight. Do I need to re-roll with XP? Yes. Then we're using my last XP to re-roll. Do I keep the two levels of effort, or is that just wasted? Oh, uh, you keep it. You keep it. Okay. <sighs> was it a one? It was a three. Fuck. Jacques, I'm pretty sure this is real. Like, I am 100% certain that what you're experiencing is real. And I don't know if Jacques knows that, but he definitely hears something telling him that this is real. I will let you decide without rolling whether or not Jacques listens to it. But something is telling him that it is very, very real. I mean, Jacques has already passed through the Sea Drake. He doesn't really care about that at this point. He just wants to shut down the whirlpool that he knows is still out there. Uh, because everyone will die <laughs> otherwise. Speaking of the whirlpool... Oh my god. I want everyone to roll again as it tries to push you in. Fuck! I was really counting on this being the one time this power was going to be useful this whole game. Fourteen! God damn. Yeah. Ten. Eleven. Roll a seven. Am I gonna die? Who rolled a seven? Me! I'm you gonna die! Yeah. All. There's nothing we can do. Get pushed forward. And you all see it. Jacques doesn't. He just feels the feet cave out from under him. But you feel yourself suspended in air as you are all pushed. All of us? Everyone. And as you do, Jacques, you see this creature fighting, but eventually the torrent is too much for it, and it's consumed by the wind and the sea, which have long ago become the same whirling mass of glassy black. And as you hear the creature's last pathetic whines, the wind lets up and disappears. And you see the hole beneath you as all of you fall down, down, down into the light. And you fall down 10 feet, 20 feet, 30 feet, 40 feet, 50 feet, 60 feet. And you see the hole above you start to close. And you don't really hear anything except for the loud ticking of the insides of a clock. 